0: crazy quill
1: Welcome to the Big Blue Podcast for Farragut High School, all graduating classes. Let's get into today's interview. Well, hey, everybody. It's time once again to open up the podcast for the Big Blue 82, and this is a 1982 interviewee, Robin Page Sharp. Robin, say hi to everybody.
0: Hey, everyone.
1: (laughs) So, uh... What, what's going on in your world this day, this week? What's current with you?
0: Basically, I have been on overload working with my tutoring student because he failed to turn in seven assignments, and the end of the nine weeks was had it was this past Tuesday at midnight, and so I had to pull an all-nighter. Oh, him, wow. Well,
1: did you and have to use coffee? Did coffee help?
0: No, I don't do coffee. You don't do, do coffee.
1: Don't well, how did you stay up?
0: I don't know. I guess I do have Diet Coke, but I'm, uh, I've am okay. switched to caffeine-free, so I can't even say that, did it? I don't know.
1: Well, you're... I guess
0: just because we had to get it done, you yeah,
1: know? Yeah, uh, go. adrenaline. So so what happened? Yeah. You had all these assignments and things and tutoring. Yes. What was the end game on that?
0: So the end game is he got all but three. Three he could not make up because his math teacher wouldn't let him. Oh, so okay. he... Barely passes math, but everything else he does okay. Oh, 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 I got
1: it. So it's like a summary for the for the year?
0: No, we see just the end of the nine weeks. And he just didn't do his work, and we're having a hard time with lying and hiding things and not completing our assignments on time. And. So we're working on that.
1: So you're giving students that need some extra assistance and they need to be able to focus. So is it not true that when you get in a tutoring situation with all the less distractions, you know, there's not 30 other kids, it's you and the student, do they tend to do better?
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, yes. And I've had him. I don't tutor anybody else. I used to do a bunch, but uh-huh. I don't anymore. I'm really ready to stop doing it. But I've had him for four years, wow. so whenever I'm finished with him, whenever I deem he's not, he doesn't need me anymore, or his parents decide they don't want to pay for it anymore, then this will probably be the last kid I tutor. Right. So, right. And you know, but yes, definitely one-on-one. Always better. Or in has proved to be for me
1: yeah well I know that may the listeners would be going duh I mean that goes without saying but I don't know sometimes uh, some students thrive in a variety with other people in the room I know I did Um, but I guess others do well when they're single and focused uh, like that I never had a tutor so I don't really know what that's like I can only imagine Um, but you've been doing that for how long How, how long is the tutoring and when did you retire
0: I retired in 2015
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I guess I've I tutored on and off here and there on my whole teaching career okay. but when I retired I really kind of made it a thing mm-hmm. at first okay. but now uh, I'm I don't this kid I know like he he's like we're really close like I'm really close with his family I mean mm-hmm. I've known him for four years right, right. so um it's a little different situation that's why I'm sticking with him until he doesn't need me anymore
1: right so like a typical tutoring situation you wouldn't know the kid from Adam you wouldn't know the parents at all and it's all new to everybody
0: yeah just a little bit I mean you get to know him a little bit but not on this level I've never gotten to this level I was Mm -hmm. I mean I go to all his school meetings Mm -hmm. that are conferences and things that are uh You know that deal with him. His parents—he's Asian American. They're Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. Um, He's English is his first language, but it's not his parents. So I'm kind of the educational advocate that can get bridge the communication gap. So I'm more than just a tutor. So no, most I've never done this with any other.
1: Right, right. That's interesting. The the parents don't have that grasp of English as well as the as the son or the daughter does do they tend to learn when the when the child learns it really well do they kind of tutor their own mom and dad
0: no he doesn't i don't think he does but he his parents understand english and they they understand everything you say mm-hmm. they have they just have broken english and don't conjugate verbs and
2: okay plurals I see.
0: and singular so it's like they know what they want to say, but sometimes it takes them a while to express it. Okay. And see. I just kind of minimize that for them.
1: Cool, cool. All right, like so I e-
0: write emails. Anything they want to say to the principal or teacher, he tells me what he wants me wants to say, and I write it for him. And then I send it to him to tell me, yes, that looks good. And then if he likes it, he copies and pastes what I wrote and sends it on to the appropriate person
1: yeah that's cool um, I've never been tutored and I've never tutored anyone else uh, formally or, or certainly for a school system so it's a, it seems like it would be something very easy to do if you have a command on the subject material so let's talk a little bit about how you got to that level when you became a teacher that you retired from in 15 um, maybe go back and tell us how did you um, get to be a teacher
0: my grandmother was a teacher, and mm-hmm. I just, I liked kids, and I don't know. I, I thought I was going to be a professional actress. Oh, yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> okay, now I know. This is the Robin Page Sharp I remember from back in the day. Yeah, well, if actually, you know, you, if everybody flips to their angle right now, go grab your 82 angle, everybody, you're going to see Robin's picture there under Best Actress. Hello,
0: um. <laughs> well, actually, most talented. I would say I don't know what that means. What was I talented in? Right, you're right. It is
1: talented, <laughs> but I know there was another award I think that they did give a an actor an actress. I think Michael Kuda got the actor part, and you got the actress part. You guys were always doing the command performances and doing a great job together. Drama was fun, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, yes, I mean you know, and I I did it professionally. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, I did do mm-hmm. it professionally, but your little childhood dreams or teenage dreams, uh, when you put them into reality, are completely different. Oh, yeah,
1: completely. I've got Doug Floyd's first interview. It got so long. I said, Doug, let's take a break. And he talks exactly what you just said how he had this directive for what he wanted to do. And it was about, you know, performing, going to make movies out in Hollywood or New York. And it completely made a U turn. So people can tune into that interview as well. Um, But let's do this, Robin. Let's go back in time now. Let's gear up the time machine here. And, uh... Gee, Mr. Peabody, is it 1982 always?
0: Time
1: is Sherman, what are you doing? Madness takes its toll. Sherman, I demand that you stop this. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. Sherman, you're wasting my time. I've got to... Truman, stop that. Kevin, I, I have no time for this.
2: Kevin, stop that.
1: So let's go back in time um, to June the 2nd. That was our graduation day. Everybody gave a marble. Did you? Did you give a marble to anybody on stage? I'm
0: sure I did. because yeah. if everybody did it, I guess. I mean, I they were
1: didn't. bouncing literally. I hit the microphone. They were bouncing all over the place. They didn't know what to expect. Um, I'm sure they outlawed marbles after that.
2: You guys have officially made me lose my marbles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, okay, so it was June the 2nd, we graduated. What did you do? I mean you threw up your uh, hat up in the air, like everybody does, and then you went home, your cap and gown, you tucked it away. What did you plan on doing? Now, you mentioned about um, doing some acting. What, what was in your mind when you graduated?
0: Well, my parents, uh, I'm going to college, and I'm going to UT. And I'm in a, a track for theater. I mean, I'm there. I'm telling them I'm going to be an actress. So they're like, "Okay." And was it
1: I, Betsy Mashburn?
0: Um you mean did meaning you, teacher?
1: Yeah, did you, was she teaching back then at UT? I
0: don't. I did not have her. Mm-hmm and you know, to be honest with you, I can't even remember, here's the deal though, I only took one, a- a- acting one, and then I changed my major to education, wow. because I was so, <laughs> um, so, what do I say, it scared me to death. I okay. mean, Dale Dickey was there mm-hmm. at the time, and I was, I thought, I can't do it, I'm not at this level, mm-hmm. and so I just went and switched my major to teaching, Okay. And I just didn't know what else to switch it to. I'm mm. not sure if I would do that again. I was really immature in the sense of not into responsibility, but in the sense of, okay, this is real life. What you're doing now is to pre- prepare you for what you're going to do as an adult, you know? Mm. And I should have put more thought into it
1: you you were still you're riding that high wave of doing the acting really well in high school i mean my goodness we did a thousand plays and you got you were mainly the i think you were the had more leads than anyone in the uh, drama team and, and all the other girls kind of look to you to see how you do it. So you're riding high on that high school energy. You get into college, and you see, you know, do I really want to do this? You know? And um, it, it's kind of like, I guess, a football player who's who's kind of good, but then they're like, hey, I better major in something in case I don't make the NFL. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, and I, I was, I don't know, because we were in a big pond at Farragut. It's not like I went from a small pond to a big pond. Right. I just went from a big pond to a bigger pond. Okay, and And no, no. um, I just didn't have confidence. I didn't have the confidence that maybe everybody thought I had, but I really didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was very self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And I got over that. I mean, as as I got older and as an adult, when I went back and got several other degrees in um performing arts and mm-hmm. um and then I got over it. Now I just I just act. I don't think about it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care what people I, I, think. I have to interrupt. You said you got several other degrees. Do you want to explain to us what were those?
0: Well, I um I went I got um, you know, my bachelor of science in education. Mm-hmm. Then I also added because I had two scholarships after college that worked Work towards a master's Mm -hmm. so since I had already gotten two scholarships I just went ahead and finished out a master's degree in education just Mm -hmm. because I thought you know I should what am I going to do with this these credits put it to good use so got that degree then um, in 2000 let's see Two, three, in 2002, I came back. I moved back to Knoxville and I went to UT and I got a K 12 theater arts endorsement, which would allow me to teach um, drama, high school drama, or drama at any level, but they don't have it except for at high school. Then I decided to go on and get my Master of Fine Arts, my MFA in theater performance, and I went three years back to back to that. So it was four straight years in a row. Wow um from 2002 to two, 2000 uh, is it three four I think it was 2003 four and then 2004 five 2004 to 2007 I got my MFA So I think I was I said 2002 originally but it's 2003 uh-huh. um and I got my MFA Master of Fine Arts in theater performance. In cool. Virginia Beach, Virginia, at Regent University.
1: Oh, that's where and, Doug went.
0: Oh, did he really? Yeah,
1: he went there for his master's program. Sure did. Wow!
0: Yeah. In in communication,
1: um, in, in interpersonal communication, and rhetoric. um...
0: Oh, wow, yeah. wow. That's that, been... I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed those four years so much, just the going back to school and doing mm-hmm. that full-time. Well, it, as an older person, you appreciate it so much more. That's cool. You know, no, I gotta, I wanna,
1: I'm going to go back for just a second. You said in 2002-03, you had, before that time, moved back to Knoxville. I want to know, yeah. where were you that you moved from?
0: I was in, okay... This is going to be crazy. I went to Virginia in 1990, and I basically lived from 1990 to 2000 in Salem, Roanoke, Christiansburg, Blacksburg, Virginia during that, that time frame. And in January of 2001, I, I, this is I, at the end of night of the 90s into the early 2000s, I was performing professionally full time. So I got a job at Sight and Sound Theaters up in Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and I worked there the whole year of 2001. And then I stayed a little longer into 2002, and then I moved back in the fall of 2002 to Knoxville. Um, And that's when I took on an interim teaching position for the rest of the year. And then 2003, three four, I went back to UT, and then four, five, six, seven, I went to Regent University. So that's wow. that time frame.
1: Now when you, i got to ask you this, let's talk a little bit about your professional uh, era up there in Pennsylvania. What were some of the productions, if you can recall, that you did? Tell us about the scope. Like, for example, did you have large audiences? Maybe give us an idea of the salary that an actress made in that era.
0: Well, um, in and Sound, they paid really well
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, back in. It was back in two thousand one. Now, I know this sounds hideous right now. It was like you got like between twenty five and thirty thousand. Which mm-hmm. was good for someone who's not like on Broadway or in the movies, yeah, you know. And yeah, we're talking good. how many years, twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and um, and so you, you, I did a show. It, it was Chris. It was kind of like Christian Broadway. Mm-hmm. Sight and Sound Theaters does Christian shows, and you played to two thousand people, and I'm talking packed, sold out houses. Wow. A performance, and some days we did three performances a day. Most days, just two, and occasionally at the beginning of the week we do one. So mm-hmm. basically, we would mostly do twelve shows in a five-day period because you had Sundays and Mondays off every right. week.
1: Now, and y- y- this um, was, um, this play- is Christian type theater. So was it at a large mega church or oh was gosh. it a separate you know, theater?
0: No, it is at a a huge. Theater that looks like the Taj Mahal. Wow! It, it is like Christian Broadway. What's the name of the
1: facility again? I'm going to pull this up for the listeners. Site I give a link and
0: sound theaters.
1: Okay, it's like com.
0: I don't know. Okay, I'll,
1: I'll it find show it out. I'll put a link up there. You'll find
0: it. Yeah, it's huge. And now they even have a theater in, um, what is it in Saint? Is it Saint Louis? What's the place? I forget it. Uh, Brett Braid. Bre- I can't even think of it. It's in like Dollywood, but it's out in... Oh, Branson. Branson.
1: Branson.
0: I meant Missouri. See? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, that's but near. Br- they border. Yeah. Um, Branson, Missouri. I was saying St. Louis. Branson, Missouri. They oh. have opened a second one, but this was well after I left. Wow. Okay. And um, it, I played Mrs. Noah in Noah the Musical, and it was, I mean, <laughs> that show was outstanding. It was, it was phenomenal. It was it's so much fun. Wow. So, that's and before cool. I did that, I did all kinds of dinner theater, you know, I did Still Magnolias, Quilters, Joseph, um, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Donny Osmond yeah. was in that one. At yes.
0: At one point, yeah. And Tenor, there's just uh, tons of other, um, Carousel, lots of other shows. Mm-hmm. Can
1: you think back to one of your most favorite lines to actually say where the audience either laughed or clapped or cheered or cried? What's a good statement? And I'll give you an idea. I'm thinking of when we did that promo for the man who came to dinner with Carl Thoma was the man who came to dinner. And he came downstairs to the uh, first floor office. We were promoting the play. And he said, don't look at me with those cow eyes, you sex ridden hag. Where have you been all afternoon? Alley cutting around (laughs) with Bert Jefferson. (laughs) I've never forgotten that. And that you know, Pure Carl did such a wonderful job on that. So tell me, what's one of your favorite
0: lines? Well, my one of my favorite shows is Still Magnolias. I've been in it three times. Wow. Of, I think three times. Maybe four. But definitely three. Um, and I played Weezer Boudreaux, which is the Shirley MacLaine role in the movie. And her very opening line... She busts through the um, the salon door, you know, the beauty shop, and says, "This is it! I found it! I am in hell!" <laughs> <laughs> and she has many, many more, but that is the one that just <laughs> immediately comes to now, mind. Okay. This was it was a huge movie, and it had mm-hmm. it had Sally Fields, Shirley MacLaine, Dolly Parton. Okay, yeah, steel magnolias. Okay,
1: right, right, steel magnolias,
0: now. and so. That people people understand the parts. Like when you say I played Weezer Boudreaux, they're like, which role was that? Well, it was the one Shirley McLean played in the movie. So that I played okay. Weezer Boudreaux.
1: All right, I've seen that. See that. It's part. been a while since I've yeah. seen that movie. I'm going to need to rewatch it again now. I oh, will. it's
0: such a. Good movie. It's and it is based on his sister's life. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so it's kind of a true story. All right. Well, um, awesome. So. Performing theater up in Pennsylvania was certainly a completely different role than what you ended up doing as a teacher. So tell us, how did you transition from doing the professional theater and then you made your way back to Knoxville to end up teaching?
0: Well, when I went back after I got my degrees you know I went back first and just finished a year for somebody mm-hmm. and then I got those four degrees which is full-time professional I mean go, I mean going to school full-time and mm-hmm. then when I got out I didn't go back to teaching regular education I went back to teaching high school drama
1: and oh, yeah. I taught
0: in South Carolina and um, Northern Virginia, and then at Bearden High School for two years, and that's what I retired from. So that's
1: cool. So drama teacher. Yeah. Yes. my like yeah. Miss like Riley, Ginger Riley, was to yeah. us. You, you were the new yeah. Riley. <laughs> well,
0: I don't
1: know about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well wait, Tell us. You have any memories of doing drama back then with Miss Riley in the Green, the Admiral's Company?
0: Well, yeah, she was. Just, she was kind of. I mean, at the time, I didn't realize this. But she was kind of a kid too, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah.
1: She was young. She was in her twi- late twenties. Very young. Yeah.
0: And I and I mean, she used to spend the night at my house so she wouldn't have to go all the way out to wherever she lived, I think with her parents. Uh-huh. And she'd stay with us when we would go on those uh, competitions. So oh, she, because yeah. we had to get up so early in the morning, Ginger Riley slept in my bed <laughs> like I was having a sleepover with my best friend. <laughs>
1: That's funny. And now she's out in California. She got married yep. up, and she's teaching theater out there still. I I see on well, the Facebook. Well, then she's
0: retired now. But oh, she, she has. Teaching. Okay. Yep, she has retired.
1: Are you contact? Are you in contact with her present day?
0: Well, yes, in the sense of on Facebook, and right. probably I don't know, many years, ten years or so ago, I mm-hmm. did talk to her. I was going to go see her. I was out seeing Sharon um, Thompson. Uh-huh. Um, she goes by Martin now, Sharon Martin. She was in the class behind us, and I was gonna scoot on over to see um, Ginger Riley, and I didn't. I, yeah. I had to get back home. So
1: yeah, well, she was a hoot as a teacher. I remember one day we all were at Friday's eating lunch after, maybe it was during lunch break or something. I don't know what it was. We were rehearsing a play. It was me, Scott McBride, Doug, and her, and everyone sat at this table our waiter comes over and he asked for id from her not us
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) well she was very young i mean i just i know that now but i didn't realize how close in age we were at the time yeah yeah
1: all right, well, that's cool. All right, so I just want to briefly touch on that because I did remember, you know, Farragut Theater was such an instrumental part. And then here you go, end up being a drama teacher. My goodness, you are more than qualified. I'm sure your students were like in awe at everything they were learning from you. So tell us about that. What was it like to interact with students, and what were some of the productions that you came up with?
0: You know, I have to tell you, Big. Uh, After teaching elementary, and you have to tell them the same thing 20 times in a row, it was a tough transition into high school Mm -hmm. because I just did not understand the high school student. And I was so far removed. I was in my 40s by the time I started, almost mid-40s by the time I started teaching. Mm-hmm. high school theater and so it took me it really took me a while to understand high schoolers kind of go through they're passive aggressive they're either hot or cold they either want you to coddle and love on them mm-hmm. and listen to them or they don't want to have anything to do with you and yeah. you as the teacher I have to figure out uh what day is it are <laughs> we being like friends today or you don't know me today Yeah. You
2: know?
1: yeah i think in the psychological Field that, that was my bailiwick for a while. That's called borderline personality disorder.
0: <laughs> they had that. I just think I had to learn how to handle, you know, teenagers. I'd had little people, you know, eight, nine, ten-year-olds, and they're very different. Oh, so, yeah. but I enjoyed high school. I enjoyed being able to laugh with them, you know, and they were their ability was, you know, they were you could really get stuff out get. A lot out of them performance-wise because of their age right
1: wow that must have been tough
0: yeah and the shows two i did at beard and i absolutely loved were the imaginary invalid by moliere but we put we did a uh modern twist to it Mm -hmm. and then the crucible
1: tell me about the imaginary invalid what's the plot line on that
0: well, basically, there's this invalid, and he is a hypochondriac,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he has I, I, to take I, all these potions and pills. Okay. And so it's just, um, it's there's I don't know there's it's just a lot of he, he has this hat, little I don't know if she's her, or his nurse aide I guess she's his nurse taking care of him, and then all these crazy people come to the come into the house. It's just it's it's a very funny show.
1: So he's not really got all these things he thinks he has. Oh, he
0: just thinks he has.
1: (laughs) And they work into the story. Okay, I can imagine how that would be funny. Um, Definitely. And, you know, today's modern vernacular, we would never call someone an invalid. That's invalid. Yeah. So what's the new word today is probably someone with a disability, you know? So how would they call that play? You know the. Uh, I don't magi- know. I, imaginary no, I think disabled was. person. You know.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. He I, hypochondriac. That's what yeah. they probably calling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so awesome. Now, what was that other play you really liked that you did there? The Crucible the by Crucible. Arthur
0: Miller. That's right. based it, on the Salem witch trials.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you you were in Virginia for a while, so you had some background study on that, right?
0: Um, well, um, I don't know that I did. <laughs> I did do it once. I had to direct the show.
1: Right, right. But you yeah. know, when you think about that whole thing—the whole Salem witch trials—you know what happened back in the 1600s. Yeah. people just—did the girls went. lie or was it Yeah, real, you know. Say it again.
0: Did the little girls lie? The young uh, young teenagers lie? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or was or or were did they really get? Possessed, you know, mm-hmm. did did that really happen? Because they acted like spirits came into them, you know, and mm-hmm. did, but there's a hint of maybe they concocted that from their imaginations,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, and then brought it into their reality. And then look at the terrible, yes, yeah, brought outcome. it
0: into their rea- reality. That's yeah. a great way to put it.
1: The poor people are getting killed and falsely accused. I remember yep. the Monty Python movie had a little scene on that. Where they pointed out the ridiculousness of the test to find out if it's a witch. You know, if she floats, then uh, she's <laughs> a witch. If she sinks, she, she's probably a worse witch. You know, the, the yeah. lady had no choice. We found a witch. We found a witch.
0: We a witch. A witch. We have found a witch. May we burn her? Burn her. How
2: do you know she is a witch? She looks like one. Well, yeah.
0: Bring her forward. I- to wake. Uh, but you are dressed as one. They dressed
2: me up like this. <laughs> and this isn't
0: my nose, it's a false one. Well? Well, we did do the nose. The nose? And the hat. But she is a witch! Yes! Yeah. Did you dress her up like No. That? No. no! Yes. Yes. A bit. A bit. She has got a wart. What makes you think she is a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt. A newt? I got better. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyway, all right, cool. So let's let's move past that now. And then you're doing the theater there in, in Bearden. And what year was this when you were at the Bearden Bulldogs? I was at 2007,
0: 2008, and 2008-2009 school years. So I was there two years.
1: Wow. And, you know, that's a big rivalry in sports between Farragut and Bearden. Did you have to keep that on the down low?
0: No, I just told, I would tell them I went to Farragut. (laughs) And I said, when we, I said back in 82, when I went a hundred years ago, I said the drama department was definitely stronger at Farragut than Bearden. Uh But while I was teaching at Bearden, the opposite was true. Oh, cool. Bearden was the stronger theater department than Farragut. Football always just kind of went back and forth between Uh the two, you know?
1: And when we, played Farragut, when we played as Farragut to Bearden, they, we changed our name just for them to the Farmers. And I never understood that. Who started that tradition?
0: Well, I don't know. I think it has to do with when Farragut started, it was all in the middle of farmland. Right, yeah. And so Bearden just hangs on to that. They won't let it go. They just want us to be Farragut farmers. And I guess we embraced it. I don't know. They still dress up like farmers at the Farragut football games. It's so weird. And then we would dress up that way for Sadie Hawkins.
1: Oh, yeah. Sadie Hawkins. That's right.
0: So, I don't know what started that because we're really always the Farragut Admirals.
1: Right, named after David Glasgow, uh, Farragut, the first admiral in the U.S. Navy. You know, there's a Chicago high school up there called Farragut High. Oh, really? In honor of him, yeah. That, I learned that early on when I did the Facebook page. And let's do a little commercial for the reunion here while we're talking about Facebook. And I found out, oh, my God, there's, like, another Farragut High School somewhere in the world. Oh, we got to tell people, no, please, do not go to Chicago for the reunion, you know.
2: Yes,
1: (laughs) do not. So you're, you're planning on coming to the reunion, obviously. I mean, you've already purchased your ticket. So... Uh, this reunion, I really am. I'm hoping when we emerge out of this COVID nightmare, I think everybody's ready to get back together live. We're gonna have a wonderful, wonderful time. This facility is top notch. There's room outside to hang out. Smokers will be uh, accommodated. There's, there's. We're gonna have a bar inside. Plus, we're gonna have security, so drinkers will be accommodated. We're gonna have food, so people who eat food will be accommodated. <laughs> It's going to be wonderful. We're going to have something for everybody. But we
0: have to bring marbles?
1: Yeah. I want everybody to bring any marble they can find anywhere on the side of the road, dollar store, wherever. Steal it from your uh, nieces or nephews or child's toy box. Bring a marble. And then what what we're going to do is I'm going to have this huge jar. We're going to deposit it in there as you come through. And then we're going to have a contest related to that.
2: Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Gotcha. And I hope nobody pours them out on the floor. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that not Because we have to clean
1: up this mess, too. You know, we got to be out of there by midnight. They're going to charge us by the hour. And, you know, they're a pretty good facility. It's going to be great. Um, at the Lighthouse, on Bomb Drive. You know where that is, that big lake?
0: Yep, yep. Used to go there to eat. Yeah. Mike and and I used to go on our little dates out there to eat for dinner.
1: <laughs> the Hungry Fisherman, right?
0: Hungry Fisherman. Is that what it was called? That's it was. what it was, it was called. The Hungry Fisherman. Yeah. They had great popcorn shrimp. I loved it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, then it became a facility for people with psychiatric concerns. I worked there, actually, in that building for several years. Um, Peninsula owned it. And then what happened was they found out that it um, had some issues with the foundation and rotting because the lake moved up under the building. Oh, wow. Um And, and Covenant Health-owned Peninsula, they said, we're not going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to redo the whole thing. So they just wanted to sell it. And that's what they did. And there was a guy next door who bought it.
0: Did they fix the problem?
1: Yes, it's completely fixed and oh. renovated. Because um, this is the place to have a wedding uh, in Knoxville, really. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Um, they they got it down pat. So yeah, everybody get their tickets. Let's start getting this thing put together. I'm starting to get more tickets. Well, I hope now. people
0: will start to. Are they starting? I know Cynthia mm-hmm. Kerr's coming. She's getting her ticket. She mm-hmm. just hadn't done it yet. You need to get her to do a podcast. I told her that she had to do a podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear about that. I said yes, they do want to hear about
1: All it. Right. Yes yes Cynthia if you're listening please you're like we're practically neighbors on this so give me a call give me an email let's do this we want I want now here's the thing about it because I had some of the students uh grads tell me well I don't have a fantastic story I don't have all these uh you know degrees or whatever and I said look I don't care it doesn't matter you were a graduate period I want to hear your story and everybody else does too and that's the bottom line. It just so happens that most of the people I've been interviewing, they've been telling us all about, you know, their their background. You know, Bill Perry making uh, chemical things for, uh, you know, pharma and, you know, all these people doing incredible things. And you don't have to have this, what, what most people might call a giant story or whatever. We just want to hear about you. What have you been up to, you know? So, yeah, I
0: don't find anything outstanding. I've just been living life,
1: you know? <laughs> well, you know, I think it's it's outstanding. Everybody's story is in certain ways just to find out what they've been up to and how they've yeah. taken life um, and won. And, you know, you're still here. You're still six feet above, right? You know, talk right. about social distancing. You're distancing your grave. You're standing. You're alive. Let's hear how you've done it. What's your survival technique? Yeah. Um, so all right, all right, Robin. So now let's let's circle back around to current day. You um been you've been tutoring for a while. Then you uh, now you're, you're you're tutoring now and retired for a while, about seven years retired. So what is your game plan now? What do you want to keep doing? You want to keep the? You mentioned the the tutoring. You may not want to keep doing that. What's your no, current it's, situation? It's
0: just that I. Uh thought that i okay here's the deal i'm going to finish with my tutoring student now if somebody approaches me yes i will accommodate you know but i'm not going to advertise and do it i'm not doing it as a job mm-hmm. and um and i'm retired and i sub part-time with Dox county when i can mm-hmm. and um and then i'm just you know what else am I? i'm enjoying life just mm-hmm. Uh, get right now, I've been recovering the last 10 months from my ankle injury. Mm-hmm. And then um, in, October, in October, I got vertigo and dizzy. I had dizzy spells, and that's been going on. And I still get it occasionally, but I was having it on a daily basis. And that's the reason I didn't sub in mm-hmm. January and February.
1: What happened? How did you hurt your ankle?
0: Oh my gosh, I was, I decided to become a bike rider, go a cyclist, not hardcore, but definitely for exercise, and I got me a nice e-bike, and people think that e-bikes, they just go and they're not exercise, well, mine was an e-assist, it means I could turn the motor off, and it rode like just a normal bicycle, except for it weighed 55 pounds, so it's probably a little harder, but the assist I got, I needed it up the heels, because as we know, um, Knox Field is full of hills mm. and Maryville, which is where I live, and I would ride the Greenways on all over up in Townsend. And I was on, I joined two bike groups and I'd been doing it. I got my bike in the August of twenty twenty and May first, which is the day before my birthday, I was riding with one of my bike groups up in Townsend and I went into a dish ditch, and I put my leg down in the crevice of the ditch to, I was trying not to harm my bike, I was trying to protect it, and I was trying to protect my knee replacement I had three years ago, and in the process I broke my ankle Mm. open compound fracture and um, I just gave in and laid in the ditch until the EMTs came Now I had people with me, so they called and everything and I had to go straight into surgery at UT Medical Center I had two surgeries on May 1st and then I was in the hospital for my 57th birthday mm. and then I got out of the hospital and then I was doing I guess I was non-weight bearing for six weeks I was riding around on a scooter which I fell off like three times I'm not oh, wow. too good at my the scooter and <laughs> oh, no. then I got an infection I had to have another surgery in August and so it my doctor said i mean he's when he let release me at the nine month mark back in uh whatever the nine month mark i guess january what i don't know when was it 10 months just happened so nine mm-hmm. months was february i guess mm-hmm. he released me he he said you know you're doing better than most with an injury this severe That's and hard. um he said your range of motion um and the way you walk is much better than most people. Walk like an Egyptian. And uh, I, Yeah, I, it's still very tight. My Achilles, does, it doesn't bend like I want it to. I'm always aware of it. It feels like I have a noose around the ankle. And um, so it looks fine, but uh, it's on the same leg as the knee replacement, so between the two. You know, i got a bum left side. But nobody else knows it really but me unless I talk about it. Yeah. And so the doctor says I can ride a bike again if I want. I did get on a bike this week to test drive one because I sold my other bike. So I have gotten back up on the horse, so to
2: speak. <laughs> I'm back in the saddle again. Out where a friend is a friend. Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly gypsum weed.
0: But I don't know if I'm going, I have a bike on order. I don't know if I'm gonna be buying it or not. We have to wait and see because I need a bike now where you can sit on the seat Mm -hmm. and put your feet flat on the ground so something like this doesn't happen again. So I can stop myself. I couldn't Mm -hmm. stop myself. And so we're, I'm waiting to see if that's possible, because when you put your feet on the ground, then when you go to pedaling, your knees are up too high. So right. we have to be able to balance that, and I don't know if it's possible.
2: So
1: yeah. It sounds like you may need a, an, an adjustable seat that does it on the fly, you know, raising the I don't the know. Seat.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's They're yeah. going to work with it and try to make it work, but I don't know. I will not get on a bike ride again if I don't feel 100% safe. You know, right. there are a lot of people that have bike that I didn't realize, I mean... I sat by somebody at the church that had the same thing happen to him, except it to his arm. Mm-hmm. He held his arm out straight, locked his arm, mm-hmm. and I locked my leg, which is not the thing to do. And his bone went through his um, mm-hmm. wrist, and he didn't. He never went back to riding. And I'm talking, he was an avid bicycle, mm-hmm. a cyclist, and it, you know, you could tell he exercised and did all kinds of things all the time.
1: Yeah. So, Maybe safer to I, just stay home and and ride the the stationary bike with a TV screen. I know, but it's so
0: boring, so boring.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh
0: my gosh, so boring. So yes, I don't enjoy exercise unless it's exercise and I don't know what I'm know I'm doing it. Like right. you know, when you were young, playing basketball, playing some kind of sport, um, mm-hmm. you doing something fun. You didn't know you were exercising, but you were. And that's why I liked bike riding. It was so fun for me, mm-hmm. and and so free. So, I don't know.
1: We'll be right back with more of our interview with Robin Page Sharp after this brief message.
0: The allergy shots have really changed a lot for me. I don't have really any symptoms anymore. I don't get sick. I knock on wood. I haven't had a sinus infection or bronchitis three or four years Uh, that's amazing i highly recommend the allergy asthma and sinus center because they will take someone who really can't even go outside and they will change your life
1: find relief by calling the experts at the allergy asthma and sinus center yep that was robin on the commercial sure was now back to the interview well i wanted to ask you a question um you you're parents your father did he not have a business during high school about yeah um, he did Mm -hmm. tell me about that what how did your dad get that started is it still going on today and did you ever get involved in that business
0: well he started it when i was 10 years old and they sold it when uh mid 50s i guess Mm -hmm. and it's still it is still the bargain mart but they don't own it they hadn't How many years? Twenty five years, probably. So, and I never, I did um, take ads and do little things here and there, Mm -hmm. but I never worked in the business.
1: Right, it wasn't something you wanted to do. No, it really wasn't my thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: well, there is no journalism. You're just selling ads. You know, it was like I would, I did help paste up the paper, um, like that used to be part of my job when I did, like you know, during holidays and and. You know, breaks and summer and stuff, and I enjoyed that. But it it wasn't. It was a paper about you know selling cars and all anything you had to sell.
1: Need to sell a vehicle, and, and tell me a little bit about your brother Barry.
0: he's in Florida, and has been. We um, was in Ohio and Florida is where he's lived most of his adult life, and mm-hmm. uh, he's just hard at work. He played Fair football
1: stuff. for Farragut for a while there. He did,
0: that, and did he decide he, to
1: switch like he did switch out of that whole career?
0: Well, he it just wasn't going to be uh, it wasn't going to be a lucrative professional career, you right. know. So he just went into business. Okay. Now he did work in the bargain mart. He did work yeah. like as a real job there. Yeah. He sold ads because he's very good at selling things and very convincing and good with people you know in that respect
1: hi i'm al creasel okay i was lying (laughs) my name is emmett creasel i changed it for the business but we here at creasel used cars aren't lying we aren't kidding we're telling the truth when we say we have used cars
0: in a1 condition a2 a3 we have used cars
1: that's cool so he has a family now
0: Um, He is divorced, so Mm. he has a grown daughter who is 23.
1: Did you ever have um, any children or get any serious relationships after high school or anything?
0: Um, I was married twice, never had any children. I had two stepchildren that I raised in the second marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I had no biological children. But I have three female (laughs) feline children, and they're just precious, tilly- Josie and Maddie oh, wow. so they're my girls they're That's my baby
1: don't get any more they're going to start calling you that you know well, cat the crazy lady. cat
0: lady I know I <laughs> Bing! Bing. had four but one of them's gone so I, I wasn't the crazy cat lady then I became the crazy cat lady but now I'm back down to almost the crazy cat lady Gus
2: was the cat of the theater door his name as I should have told you before is really a
1: but that's
2: such a fuss to pronounce. We call him just goss. <laughs> and I say, as I scratch myself with my claws,
1: well, the theater is certainly not what it you know was. These modern productions are all very well,
2: but there's nothing to equal from what I hear. That moment of mystery. When I made history as fire from
1: the fiend of
2: the valley.
1: Well, I I love cats very very much and. But my partner unfortunately has uh, an allergy to that type of fur and dander and all that. But you know, I I have other friends that have them, and cats are just—they're in their own world. I tell you, they're um, smart. I bought Don't a friend. A, the, I bought a friend a cat Bible has all these details and fun facts about cats. And here's one thing I think why they're so smart and so you know predictive of what's going on. Did you know that the cat? has these um receptors that smell okay so like let me compare it we uh people uh have like maybe five million of these things dogs about 50 or so million but the cat has like 200 million of these smelling receptor things so not only I mean, they know what the food is before they even get near the bowl. They already know. It's
0: true. Yeah. It's so true. Let me tell you what happens. My cats love cereal and milk. When I can, They can be in the bedroom asleep. I go all the way across the house to the kitchen, and I get my cereal out, and I pour it in my bowl, and they all come running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I even do it real quiet so they can't hear it. <clears throat> and they know when I'm eating cereal, and they want my cereal, but I don't let them have it, but they want it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I won't tell you the time I actually killed the kitten because all I knew what to do is feed it milk all the time.
2: I'll kill that cat.
0: (laughs) 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 Evil. Oh, that is nasty. Oh.
1: I know, it's terrible. I was was heartbroken. I, I rescued the cat from a dumpster, And then after, of course, it passed on, I had to put it back where I found it. You know, I didn't know what to do. I was just... you got to be kidding me. Anyway, that was a long time ago. I know how to feed cats these days. Hey, I I know how to get a cat Bible, so I'll be okay now, right? (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, Ty, that's a horror story. I know some people are like, oh, my God, please, no. Um... Okay, so that's cool. I wanted to talk about that. And now let's do like a what I like to call uh, and what I told uh, the other Robin Sharp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the other Robin Sharp and you. What, what are your experiences getting all her mail or grades or whatever, mail to no. you and vice versa? Well, what was going on there? One pair of matching bookends. Different at night and day.
0: Well, I mean, one I don't know if it happened more than once, but one time it did happen for sure. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, a <laughs> she was smarter than I was. She did better in school, and I didn't do bad. you know, mm-hmm. I didn't do bad, but she did great. And I was probably uh, I probably was getting three fours or three fives, you know, and she was probably getting three eights and four 0s. And um, I got her grades once and my mom and dad were just so proud of me until I was like they were like, This isn't your this isn't how your name's spelled, they've got your name misspelled and I said, Well, it's really the other Robin Shaw. <laughs> so you know that happened and they would get you know they'd just get us mixed up and people would just say even though our names I mean we had completely different spellings in our first names and not the same middle name people just got to where they were like are you talking about the dark hair robin sharp or the blonde haired robin sharp <laughs> or the tall robin sharp or the short robin sharp
1: and was there a third robin sharp
0: Not at our school, but there was one at Carnes High School when we were going through high school. Like, she was going through high school at the same time as us, but at Carnes.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's really cute.
0: So, is that a popular name or what? Yeah, it must
1: be. I mean, goodness. Uh, You know, like John Smith or, you know.
0: But it's not John Smith. I mean, Robin Sharp. (laughs) Who would would think? But then, I saw her a few years ago in Nashville. Cynthia and I -hmm. um, had dinner with her.
1: Well, definitely do tell Cynthia to give me a contact. I really want to get her story. Well,
0: That's... I told her to. I just talked to her last night. Mm-hmm. Talked to her twice yesterday, actually, and yeah. I told her to. So yeah. hopefully she will.
1: I, I'm really wanting to hear. And she also has planning She's coming expertise.
0: to the reunion, you know, assuming all goes well and things are going great for her right now.
1: Right. And, and, and she has a planning background as a career professional, uh, you know, planning vacations and travel and yes. all that stuff so i could really yep. cynthia hint hint use your help here and what was your favorite place to eat and hang out back at 82
0: mr daddy oh, and boy. then going over to swenson's next door and having a big old ice cream
1: oh yeah remember that was it called the earthquake when you shared it with like 10 yeah spoons? yes huge i worked there for a while as a dishwasher and I, I hate to say this, but people would not even touch their free dessert. They came with every meal. So they come back there untouched, and I would just eat it. You'd eat them.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd eat them. Of course you would. Of course you would, Vic.
1: White truck, pink hood. Music chimes across the neighborhood. Nutty buddies, frozen pies. That push-up tube that hits you in the eyes. They come running just as fast as they can. Kids go crazy about the ice cream, man. Ice
0: cream, ice cream, please
1: your ice cream. Oh, boy. All right, now let's talk <laughs> about. Okay, go ahead. What?
0: I was just going to say, Cynthia and Kerr and I, I go there after the ball games on Friday night, and we mm-hmm. beg our parents. We go, Everybody's going there. Everybody's going. Please <laughs> let me go. Let me go. We're, but And her dad, Cynthia's dad, would go, Like everybody, as in Robin and Annette. <laughs> <laughs> you know, meaning everybody of your two friends. That is going. <laughs>
1: All right, and let me ask you this: um, What were your favorite, let's say, musical artists or music? What kind of music did you listen to in '82ish? Well, I loved
0: Michael Jackson, you know, but the old Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I, I don't know, I. I I wonder, I, I love, you know, the real truth is, and I, I guess the, the late 70s, no, all of 70s, and 80s music is, is is really some great music, and I had, I subbed this week at Bearden, and I had some kids say, I wish we could go back to the 80s and live. They said, yeah, the clothes were so cool, and the music was great. I said, well, I don't know if the clothes were so cool. I said, are you serious? I said we had we wore uh, corduroys and button downs with bows in our on our tied up you know and all up to our neck, closed tight, and monograms and the penny loafers. And I said nobody was casual. I said we dressed up to go to school. The majority of people or a lot of people
1: we had parachute. I, I know pant- with parachute pants too. That was a fad.
0: Yes, the Michael Jackson top. And I said, it really wasn't that comfortable. And then we wore wool skirts with bobby socks and penny loafers and, you know, and, and blazers. And I was like, uh, I like kind of how y'all dress, actually, a little more <laughs> casual. You know, the life in general has gotten more casual. And, you know, the skin, when the skinny jeans came in, I just love the skinny jeans because I have... Not in my middles, my problem area, but my legs are thinner, mm-hmm. and so I love to get on get on skinny jeans and have an oversized shirt on, you know, and make try to make myself look a little thinner, and. Um, the kids today, now the 80s jeans have come back, those high-waisted jeans. And they love them. And I don't think they're attractive. I have to be honest. I, I don't <laughs> even know that they're even the thinnest or best figure person looks good in those 80s jeans.
1: Well, I always thought so, my figure looked really good with the skinny ties. I wore those skinny ties really skinny good.
0: ties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, they came back. So, they came back, uh, I think it was 2010. They were back again. And I, I never, you know, got rid of mine. So I just put it back on acting like I just bought it.
0: <laughs> yeah it's brand new I'm in style so the kids I mean it just was really surprising to hear you know these kids saying that they wish they could wear the 80's clothes and live in the 80's and mm-hmm. it re- they, the music was great you know and I like classic Elton John you know and I listened to a lot of show tunes because I was in theater you right, know right. but when I listen to music now I listen to the 70's and 80's that's what I listen to Serious XM
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The eighties on the eight. And seventies on seven. Seventies on seven, yeah. Awesome. That's beautiful stuff, you know. And you know, I worked in radio there at FM. and back then we called it College Rock, British Invasion, New Way, but now they call it uh oldies. <laughs> oldies, yes.
0: We're the oldies now.
1: Oh my goodness. I yes just wild. Um I'm trying to turn off the notifications on my phone Robin I think it's me and I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I don't want to hang up on you when I do this I think I'm getting like okay, oh I know what it is I need just to turn off my um I had it on. I had my um, sounds on, so I would be sure to get your text.
0: Mike, 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 turn off your cell phone. Um, oh, okay. We're
1: okay now. I turned off my phone thingy.
0: Yeah, I turned off my, like, <laughs> that, so nobody would. I told my tutoring students, he calls me and texts me nonstop, and I told him, do not, <laughs> if you need anything, I'm not available until after 2 p.m.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good safe time.
0: So, he, he you know, he, I, he, he'll, about about 2.05, he'll call me, though.
1: <laughs> well, fortunately, it was a soft uh, interruption, so I'm just going to let him fly. Okay, so we talked about, uh, you know, going back in time a little bit, the, some of the food, hangout, and the music you like. Yeah, definitely the 80s music, and it's making a resurgence, it looks like, today. Um, what were some teachers that you really uh, learned from, admired back then? We talked about Ginger Riley. Anybody else?
0: Yeah, I liked Ms. Cochran, mm-hmm. and she was English, and Ms. Lottagura was English, and um, of course there was Beckner and Duncan, and I liked them.
1: Oh yeah, that I love Miss Duncan. Ms. Duncan, Ms. Duncan it was yes. so nice.
0: Yes, and Misty and Marcy, you know. I knew they were in my ended up them. they were in my sorority. Uh, well, Misty. I was there with Misty um, when what I was sorority? In What sorority were you in? A.O. Pie. How do you pronounce it? Alpha Omicron Pie. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a And a um, I like uh, Miss Church, she was world history, and I learned so much. My brother and I took that together, and it was a competition to see who could get the best grade. We, and it, we ended up both of us getting really high A's. I think I actually did better, though, of course. <laughs> and um, but we learned so much. That was a lot of fun, and um, I loved um, Coach Sparks. And then I just recently, have you seen the movie about him?
1: He said, it's more important for us to win souls for Jesus Christ than it is to win football
0: games. This generation, coaches are the missionaries.
1: He was a warrior. That's what he was. He inspired me. Uh, he, He gave me that role model of how to coach.
0: I'm watching all these guys who were my heroes on the football playing field cry talk about Jesus.
2: It's amazing where God will step in to do His will. And He's using a game called football to change people's lives.
1: There are thousands and thousands of guys all across the world, just like me, who are directly impacted by Ken Sparks.
0: The light shines in the darkness and it's Christ in us and he is what
1: Ken would tell you made all the difference. No, but um, I'm aware of it. I'm trying to find a place yes. to get it. I'm waiting on it to be
0: available. It's the you know, live stream. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It I cried through the whole first time I saw it, mm-hmm. and then I really took in more information. I saw it the second time. It's mm-hmm. really good. Well, let me ask but, you
1: for people who've not seen it, like myself, and and want to know: Is there any kind of a era there where he was at our high school as the coach? Did they mention that?
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, cool. he first he was at Carson Newman. Then he went to Farragut, hmm. and then he went back to Carson Newman okay. and I stayed. That. Yeah, so I thought he went to Farragut before he ever went to Carson Newman, but he was at Carson Newman, Farragut, Carson oh, okay. Newman, I and agree. then others. In, be- in you know before that, yeah. Jeff Joslin did it. He's oh. the one that did the whole movie. And okay. yes, Jeff yeah. Joslin was in it. Um, Chip Slagle, yeah, uh, and, George um, Phillips. I'm just I mean I, this is farmer
1: the farmer memory. Joel Farmer and David Farmer.
0: You know, I don't know if I saw, you know, these were, they were pictures and little, you know, video clips, and I'm not sure. And
1: big Barry Mauser. Um, big Barry Mauser. Yeah, oh
0: Barry Mauser was in they it. They put
1: three people on him every time.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was in it, and it was just a great story about the good and the bad and the ugly of his yeah. life. I mean, it, and that is life. I don't think anybody can say, my life has been perfect, nothing bad has happened, I've not made any bad choices. Okay, if you say that, I have to question that. You may not be telling the whole truth <laughs> because life is not like that. You know, mm-hmm. life is ups and downs, and, absolutely, you know.
1: And it makes us what we are today. And I like the analogy I tell people, younger people usually, when you make chili, okay, you don't just get a can of pork and beans and some ketchup and stir it up and say, I made some chili. No. You got to put stuff in there. You got to put all those spices. And you got to put this in. Some people put a can of beer in there. boils out. Some people put chocolate in there. So this is our life. All these different things, good and bad and ugly. But at the end, when you taste it, you go, you know, I really don't taste that beer, but it's awesome chili. <laughs> right.
0: You don't taste the each little individual thing. Right. Although going through it, I tasted all my good, bad, and ugly. Oh, yeah. I tasted all my bad really well. Mm-hmm
1: yeah and we all so learn from those mistakes or whatever yeah. we did because
0: it's made us who we are today Absolutely. and i even said on the post and facebook you know gwen was saying come on people you know sign up and i said i did and i said what i wouldn't give to go back and mm-hmm. know what i know now and do it all over i would just do it so much better i, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be so self-conscious mm-hmm. you know i might have appeared that i mm-hmm. had confidence because i was doing theater and everybody you know but, right praise me and everything. But I didn't. I I didn't really have a lot of confidence. And that held me back from pursuing it at University of Tennessee. And it took till I was 40 to go back and revisit drama and theater. And I wish I would have done it from the beginning. I really, really do. Why Mm. I didn't do it, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, dear heart, you're only in your 50s. And and Kentucky Fried Chicken... Wasn't birthed from the colonel till he was 65. So your life is not over. So then I started franchising in earnest when I was 66 years old. I just say the morale of my life don't quit at age 65. Maybe your boat hasn't come in yet. Mine hasn't. That's <laughs> true.
0: It's not, but I am a finished teaching, so it will have to be a hobby now,
1: well, yeah, well, now you have time or
0: or uh, you know i'm on a I'm running on a commercial right now here, it's in Nashville too, uh-huh. um, it's with the asthma allergy and sinus center, I mean, I'll do things my agent will say that's here locally, and I have one in um, in uh, Indiana too,
1: yeah.
0: and Indianapolis. And I I do stuff if they ask me to audition, you know. And occasionally I do stuff and get paid. And then I haven't been on stage since 2019. Uh-huh. Still, may know yes because COVID hit.
1: Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. COVID. Well, that was getting ready to say. You know. Here you are now. You got a little more extra time. You got this talent bubbling inside of you. Definitely go out, take every gig they offer. Tell your agent to amp it up.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I'll do. You know, here's why I don't like to do it. Isn't this terrible. I don't like getting ten ninety nines because I don't like a, <laughs> I don't like when tax season comes around and to have to deal with the difficult tax return. Now that's crazy. Yeah. My dad said if you're paying money, then if you're paying taxes, you're making money. Yeah. And I'm just that that has not sunk into my mind. You know.
1: Well, just get a CPA and, and tell them to handle it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do it.
1: And, and if you listen to the interviews um, on our podcast here, you know, there's, there's a few, I've already interviewed two CPAs I know of <laughs> and your own classmates. So they might cut you a deal. Yeah. And for those of the listening, this is in the um, beginning of March of 2022 when this interview took place. Um, but as we wind this up, Robin, I really want to ask you this question that I ask everyone at the end. Looking at your summary life, looking at all your experiences, how would you put that in a phrase or a motto? How would you say, this is what I've learned and this is my mission statement or something like that? How do you sum it up?
0: You know, I don't know if I have a motto. I would say be yourself. Be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And live your best life. And your best life's not the next person's best life. And don't be so self-conscious. Just do what's best for you and who you are and be true. Mm
1: -hmm. I like that. I like that. Be the best you can be, and that's you. You're the best you you have, right? (laughs) Right. And
0: why would you want to copy? This was in a poster um, that I saw at Bearden, ironically. Um, It said, be yourself, We want the original, not a copy. You know, we don't want the same.
1: That is good. Say that again. Say that again.
0: (laughs) Um, It says, be yourself. We want to see the original, not a copy.
1: Oh, yeah. That's good. That's deep. It's not real super deep, but it's deep enough to make you go, yeah, why don't I?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Wish I had followed that more as starting as a young person, not just as I aged, Mm -hmm. you know oh yeah yeah
1: absolutely you know but we again our our experiences make us aware and what we are now all right well we're going to wrap this up then thank you so much robin any else anything else you want to share with the audience uh to maybe talk a little bit more about the reunion july 9 2022 it's coming up all right
0: Yep, 6 to 11, and what do you, you said you wanted me to help. How do I help? Yeah, I'm
1: going to need a lot of help, uh, all hands on deck, to use the admiral uh, analogy. There's going to be a myriad of things to do, really, but most of them will be done on the day of, not so much a planning thing. For those of you listening, wondering what you can do, I mean logistical things like we do have to get out of there at a certain deadline. So that means like gathering up any extra papers or here that we brought, Um, and you know just things like that. And we'll know more about that. I'm gonna get there about a week early and and hang out and get more details then. But if anyone wants to do any kind of decorations, like I still have, I plan this big giant backdrop for our photos. If someone wants to make one of those or get with the school and have them do it, the cheerleaders with all their paint and paper, that might be something. If anybody has any contacts on that, I don't know.
0: I don't know either. I mean, Cynthia mentioned if Rita and Kim Bullner are coming in and maybe we were going to stay at a hotel. So we may be, she wanted us all to hang out at pool on Saturday Mm -hmm. beforehand. So maybe, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I mean... Get send get some of them on board. So I kinda committed to mm-hmm. yeah, if that's what you wanna do I don't know what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean
1: Well there'll be there'll be de- there'll be decorations the day of, you know, help yeah. hang up this, that and the other. We're gonna have a DJ there. He's gonna put his stuff in we're gonna have a dance floor area. I'm gonna have a separate room for video game playing and we're gonna have at the end of the night a giant pong contest. The old fashioned nineteen seventy four pong, you know tennis pong there will be uh, awards for that and we're going to have assorted video games throughout the night the food's going to be awesome this place the the lighthouse oh my gosh they've got really good food um and different varieties too um it's going to be fun it's going to be awesome and people will hear more about it as the time goes on and we do we also got to round
0: up people. How many people have paid now?
1: Right now, um, not a whole lot because of the COVID uh, filtration. So we got about maybe thirty tickets sold.
2: Yeah, you
1: know, and th- we need a whole lot more. The facility holds four hundred. Fire marshal. Yeah, but I'm shooting yeah. for three hundred. I really am. I think we can pull it yeah. off. I gotta- hope
0: so. I mean, I hope people will come mm-hmm. um, because you know we're all past that judgment and you know we're just older in life and just appreciate people for who they are Mm -hmm. and just be kind of cool to reminisce for a night Mm -hmm. you know
1: sure and And think how
0: stupid we were back then and how much (laughs) we know now and you know absolutely
1: and you know we were the largest class that farragut ever had and i'm pretty sure the whole state as well i'm still verifying that with the state department of education I'm trying to get some TV uh, time there with six, eight, or ten to do an interview on that story and generate more uh, ticket sales. A lot of people our age they don't do your Venmos or your, uh, you know, I whatever, know your cash do. app. So yeah. I got a PO box for people who don't do the electronic stuff. It's a PO box one seven zero three four Nashville Tennessee three seven two one seven. That'll be in the show notes as well for those of you who didn't get it maybe you're driving down the road so definitely people who want to do the old school payment for tickets we got you covered and go to the facebook page for all the other updates for sure
0: yeah and i'm gonna work on people i'm gonna try to gather up some more
1: yeah, awesome. Well, thank you, Robin. It's so much it's fun connecting with you and hearing the details of your 40 years so far. Uh, <laughs> you've been a pleasure to talk to. I'm, I'm glad you're on the mend. I'm glad you're going to probably end up doing your thing you really want to do now that you're retired, which is being a, a professional actress all over again. All <laughs> over I look forward to seeing you in some movies. You know, Netflix. I'm just, just
0: waiting for someone to really discover me.
1: Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> Tell him. You know, I mean, be, You could be your own series. You could you could head up your own series. Some character in the future, and we'll watch you all ten seasons.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, Robin. Thank you again. We'll see you at the reunion, right?
0: All
1: righty. Thanks for joining us today to the Big Blue Podcast for Farragut High School. If you're interested in becoming an interviewee, please send correspondence to the following email address, also listed in the show notes. Tend all correspondence to FHSBigBlue1982 at gmail.com. Again, that's FHSBigBlue1982 at gmail.com. He says it's down.
0: down time is fleeting madness
2: takes its toll (sighs) but listen closely not for very much longer
0: i've got to keep control
2: i remember doing the time war drinking those moments when Black pit would hit me, and, and a the boys would be calling. Let's do the time once again. Let's do the time once again. It's just a jump to the left. It back the time. With your hands on your hips.
0: In another dimension With voyeuristic intention World's of blue day And I see all
1: With a bit of a mind flip
2: You're into the time sliver And nothing can ever be the same You're spaced out on sensation Like you're under sedation